Welcome to the Improver Network Podcast. The Improver Network mission is to make the world better by helping faith-driven leaders, entrepreneurs, and small business owners improve personally and professionally. Finding balance and maintaining focus in a world of distractions and discouragement can be challenging and frustrating, but we're here to help you discover your purpose, become more productive, and reach your true potential. Now here's your host, Justin Winstead. Hey guys, we are back. This is Justin and Hello. And over the past couple of shows, we've been talking about a three-prong approach towards improvement. Of course, this is, a, this is the Improver Network podcast, so that's our focus. And so just as a review, um, the first part was over content, the second was over community, and today we're really going to hit on coaching and how that's really just um, a good model for improvement professionally and personally. And so just to begin with, I wanted to talk about um, maybe the difference between mentoring and coaching, and I'm going to let Justin describe that here in just a minute, but I know in my kids' lives, as far as sports have gone, they've had some really great coaches, and one I'm thinking of right now was actually my son's hockey coach, and what was so great about him was the way he encouraged my son, and then um, just some of the awards they gave out at the end, and so, of course, my kid did great. We all think our Our kids are the stars out there, but he recognized an inner strength in my son. And so he actually gave him the heart award. And what he said about him was, you know, this kid was coachable and he has the heart of an athlete and he gave 110% every time he was on the, on the rank. And that, that really spoke into, um, just the building of character for my son. And, And as a mom, that's what you want a coach to see. So, um, and, and personally, in my own life, I've had several mentors that I've sought out or that um, have just kind of organically come into my life. So, Justin, if you would, I've, I've never had a life coach. I've never had a, a coach who walked me through content and community and, and just looking at all the different processes in my life and potentials. Um, so, so help me understand the difference between mentors and coaches. Yeah, well, really, a coach can be a mentor, and a lot of mentors do uh, go into coaching. But I think the main thing that when you want to kind of distinguish between a mentor and a coach is mentors usually come in and out of our lives, and it's a very organic thing that happens. It's someone that is uh, maybe an older, wiser person that we have a connection with and we're close to for a while, but then maybe we're not as close to uh, on that, or it's somebody that's in our industry or in our office, and we really look up to them, and they know things about the company or about mm-hmm. our trade, and so we look up to them as mentors, and usually mentors will pour generally into our minds and into our hearts, so they can be encouraging and they can be enlightening to us, and so these are closely tied with coaches, because coaches can do that. Coaches uh-huh. teach us, right? Hopefully, they teach us that's, the, yeah, that's what we're the doing. plays. I mean, you were mentioning your son's uh, mm-hmm. hockey coach, and like he had to teach him the techniques and the plays. And he also, uh, he pulled it, you talked about the heart, you know, yeah. he went in and touched the heart. And so there is some overlap there. But I think one of the differences between a coach and a mentor is the difference in organic and organized And what you see is that mentors generally come in and out and they rise and fall based on maybe your life seasons that you're in. 
Whereas a really good coach is going to be less reactive and they're going to be more proactive. They're going to really be helping you to see where are you trying to go and how best mm-hmm. to get there. And so it's going to be a more intentional process. And because it is a process and it's habitual, many times people uh, see greater measurable results working with a coach than they might with a mentor. The mentor sometimes helps them to feel better and maybe even be more uh, mentally and emotionally at rest and at peace and with joy. But maybe their production is not always as much as they're there. So a good player uh, maybe has a mentor that they go rely on for general advice and encouragement, but the coach is the one that's really going to help them improve their stats mm-hmm. and their on the field or on the court ability. So yeah. that, that's with athletes. Yeah. So what I hear you saying is that a coach is going to see the goal and break it down into an organized, attainable steps and processes for you. Yeah, very much so. And it's usually a coach is guiding you more on the positive side of things instead of sometimes reacting to the negative of what may have happened. Many mentors, when you think about mentors in your life, a lot of them, you go, man, I had a a really low point and they were there to lift me out of that. Or there was a conflict I had and I went to them for advice. Or I had a situation I didn't know what to do and it was coming at me and I had to decide. So mentors are really good at stepping into those roles. And, And some mentors, again, go back and forth with coaching, but coaches, what they do is they say, look, we want to win the Super Bowl. In order to win the Super Bowl, we've got to win these games. In order to win the games, we got to get these points. we got to get these plays. Mm-hmm. They really boil it all down to one yard at a time, mm-hmm. and they know how to get really into the details, really into the techniques. So if you run this play, they're going to call you out in real time. That's the other thing about mentors is sometimes they're on the outside kind of looking in, and they're usually uh, sometimes after the fact many times is when they get involved, whereas a coach is already there because they're engaged with you on a regular basis. Mm -hmm. So they're seeing you run the play. They're in the game with you. They're watching this happen, and they're going to help you course correct and really talk to you about which could have done a little bit different. But there is a lot of overlap, and you know we may use these terms a little bit interchangeably, but I would encourage anyone who is serious about improvement, whether you're saying, you know what, I want to be better personally, some aspect of my personal life, whether it's uh, physical, marital, parental, emotional, things like that, or if it's professional and you're trying to grow in your career and become a master at your craft, I want to encourage you to try to engage both of these relationships. Find someone that you see as a mentor that you really look up to and you almost kind of idolize in a sense and you aspire to be and build more of a friendship with them, but then also have more of a coach in your circle as well that really helps you on that professional side. And they are someone who is uh, calling you out as a player Mm -hmm. and saying, I want you to perform at your absolute best. Does that make sense? Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Yeah, so that's really one of the things we want to convey to all the improvers out there listening. And whether you primarily identify as an improver or you've just got a little bit in you that's like, man, I do want to be better today than I was yesterday, coaches can be a huge asset and a help to you in that. They really help you to become stronger. And so if we (laughs) talked about the content helping you out in your head and really community helping you out in the heart, you know, the coaching really helps you out in the hands. It's really the things that you're doing is what they are focused on. And so there are some other benefits that I think we should run through and just yeah. kind of talk about on those. And so I know you've got a list of some of those. So uh, what are some of the things that are popping out to you on that list? Well, a good coach will help you expand your comfort zone. So maybe you think of yourself as 
I, I have to be the linebacker. I'm built for that. I, I know what to do in that position, but he sees that you could you could be an awesome quarterback, and so he's going to draw that out of you and and show you other strengths and really push you. Yeah, and you know what I really like about the way you kind of frame that as well is kind of going back to the mentor thing or just people who generally give us advice or wisdom or counsel is they usually prioritize the relationship right. first. Whereas a coach, one of the things they do is this is more of a transactional thing where they're really prioritizing their performance first. They're trying to prioritize the results first. And so that means they're going to challenge you to get out of that comfort zone and to be more uh, that you can be and help you to see things from another angle. What else do you see on there? Well, I'm also looking at they empower you to develop good habits. So once again, it's back to use the word um, intentional. And so you know, for a lot of us, we say, I have, I want to do A, I just don't know how to, how to get there. And so hopefully this coach is going to have some experience in that field. And they're going to say, you know, just a simple thing I did daily was to spend 10 minutes in this area, or it's just, it's just one small move that you need to make. That's going to have such a big effect on reaching your goal. So just developing good habits and not in an overwhelming way, just, just small steps you can take to reach your goal. Yeah, and you mentioned a key word in that about the good habits, and that was empower Mm -hmm. you. And one of the things that you'll find with maybe general counsel that you get from other people that you look up to is there's an encouragement to good habits where they'll they'll try to uh, you know chat with you about maybe you should do this, but it's usually a softer approach because because again the relationship is important. But it's very whereas the coach is really going to say no. Let me give you some empowerment here. I'm going to hold you accountable to this. We're going to have a call or a meeting, and then at this next practice or this next meeting, we're going to see if you did the thing that you were supposed to do. And so it's just a stronger accountability Mm -hmm. to develop in the habits. And some people really need that more than others. Some of you, you've tried to start habits and then you do it for a little while and then you fall off the wagon. You do it for a little while, fall off the wagon. Well, some of you need to just get in a community and that may be enough for you that, man, I've got some people holding me accountable in this community and I can stay on. But then there's others that even the community's not enough. You need a one-on-one person that really is calling you out, that's checking in on you and that is being that coach in that particular domain that you are trying to um, grow in and make progress in. Yeah, another area is that a coach improves your ability to learn from your mistakes. So I don't mean to keep going back to these football analogies, but I've never sat down and watched three hours worth of my mistakes and enjoyed it. But I know that there is purpose behind that. And so showing um, showing the player that, hey, when you did it this way, it didn't work out the way you thought it did. Let's go back and see what a better option would be. So if we're speaking professionally, allowing a coach to come in and observe some of your processes and systems and say, hey, they're they're really not doing what you expected them to do. You're not getting the productivity that you wanted. You're you're not really reaching your goals. And this is why. Let's learn from our mistakes. Yeah, I think that is incredibly important. And in one of the businesses I've been a part of, we had to train in sales and these were over the phone sales uh, in the insurance industry. And many times I would get people to say, man, you've done such a good job in your sales, Justin, would you train me and coach me in that? So I'd say, all right, well, let's sit down and let's hear some calls. And they're, well, I don't want you listening in, you know, and it's so hard. Their pride was getting in the way of the ability, but it's the same thing. It's basically like, 
let's observe you play in real time so I can tell you where you need to change and where your adjustments need to be. But if you're not willing to put those plays up on the screen and, and watch those mistakes, and it's hard. Right. You know, we don't like watching our failures and reviewing those, and we don't like to listen to ourselves usually on what we said or did. Like, oh, my gosh, mm-hmm. can't believe I, I, I made that blooper or that blunder. Right. There, but it's so important that we reevaluate it, that we learn from it, and then we move on. Absolutely, um, because the two extremes are that we never replay it, and so we're constantly moving on, so we make the same mistakes over and over. Or, or the other extreme is we just dwell on it all the time, right? We beat right. ourselves up. We never, we we don't really call it out, but we just let it sit there under the surface, and then it just gnaws at us like I'm I'm such a failure because of things to say no. Let me really just evaluate it. What did I do wrong? What can I do better next time? And, and let's and go forward. Sometimes we're not even willing to attempt it again. And that's where another way a coach can be super helpful is encouraging you to attempt it yet again. And even see after if you, can you. Do it better this time. I, I definitely agree with that. In fact, there is a book by, I think her name is Kirsten Hadid, and it is Permission to Screw Up. Yeah. And one of the things I love about that is one, just the title is great. Right. Like, hey, it's okay to make mistakes, you're going to do that. Mm-hmm. But there was a word that she put in the book called feed forward, and I thought that was really neat. We implemented it on our team, but it's the idea of feedback. It's backwards looking. It's usually blame oriented. It's historical. It's uh, you know people are trying to figure out who screwed up, who messed up, and so a lot of feedback kind of goes that direction. Where the word feed forward, it's got the insinuation of look, we're not really worried about all of what went wrong and what happened. We don't have to rehash all the negative, but. We need to learn enough about it that we can actually go forward. And next time, here's how we can make it better. And so part of how you give yourself permission to make mistakes, to screw up, is you have that feed forward element built in that's like, oh, you know what? I'm going to take this thing that happened and going forward, I'm going to do this a little bit differently. Yeah. So I see a lot of connections here in our in our last episode about community we talked about how you have to be willing to let people in and be vulnerable. So uh, that's very similar to allowing a coach to come in. So what does it take to, to what, what kind of boundaries and permissions do you have to be willing to give a coach? Yeah, well, a coach really has to be able to see the full picture in order to be able to help you make those adjustments. And so if you're presenting a partial picture or a false picture, they're going to be making recommendations right. based on that. And so, yeah, I do see this sometimes in coaching where people – uh, they want to put their best you know, front forward, and they want you to see the best image of themselves. And then you think they've got certain strengths or they've got certain abilities because they said it or they projected mm-hmm. it. And then you make um, recommendations based on that, and it doesn't go uh, the way. So a good coach will help discover that. They'll actually help get peel beneath the surface, but it does require the person on the other side to say, you know what, I am going to open up. I'm going to let somebody see my numbers. I'm going to let somebody mm-hmm. listen to my calls. I'm going to let somebody go to the gym and work out with me. I'm right. going to let somebody uh, ask me about the book I said I read. And whatever the goal is you're trying to get at, having that coach that can hold you accountable and speak into that, if you're real with them, that's going to get you the results you want. It's almost like going to the doctor. You know, if you go to the doctor and he says, hey, what ailments are you having? What are your symptoms? And you lie about the symptoms, he may prescribe you something based on what you said. Right. And if you told him the wrong things, you may get the wrong prescription. Mm-hmm. And it's not never get at the root of the problem. So, yeah, got a lot more we want to talk about this idea of coaching, but let's pause here for a quick break. This episode is brought to you by the Improver Network. Members of the Improver Network get exclusive access to bonus episodes of our podcast. 
Additional member benefits include educational content, encouraging community, and practical coaching to accelerate personal and professional growth. For more information about becoming a member, visit improver.network today. Hey, and we're back. And so during the break, Jess and I were having um, a little bit of conversation and an idea that came to my mind is that most of the time a coach is able to see some hidden strengths and and they're able to utilize that on the team for success and for the team as a whole to be victorious. So Justin, would it be fair to say that a life coach can kind of do the same thing and pull out hidden strengths? Yeah, absolutely. That's one of the things as a life and business coach I enjoy most is helping people discover part of where their strengths really are. Many times people have a blind spot to their real strengths. In fact, they maybe know a little bit of their competency or strength area, but that's usually not their ultimate strength. Usually their ultimate strengths and talents are so natural to them and so Mm -hmm. innate that they really don't even notice that their strengths and they're kind of ignoring them because they think that it's so natural. They think everybody has that. And so I love to come alongside people and help them. In fact, you know, uh, we actually did that with you a little yeah. bit, right? So you, you've done that for me in the in the working geniuses. I I always thought everybody was excited to finish and and really push towards the end and see a goal accomplished. I never realized that it was a strength of mine for um, tenacity sake. And actually, just to be completely honest, I almost saw it as sometimes maybe it was a little bit annoying just to constantly push towards the goal. But um, after realizing that, I, I do see it as a strength, and I'm willing to give that of myself now more naturally when I'm when I'm in a group or on a team. Yeah, for sure. And for those of you who aren't familiar with what we're talking about in this, is Patrick Lencioni and the Table Group rolled out the six types of working genius, and we'll have to do a whole podcast on that in the future because it's definitely worth it. Absolutely. Uh, but six types of working genius, in short, is an assessment that an individual can take and it will help them reveal what their working geniuses, competencies, and frustrations are. There's six of them. Everybody has two of the geniuses, two of the competencies, and two of the frustrations. And so the key on that is is realizing what your genius areas are, and that's kind of going back to the identifying the talents of the players mm-hmm. on the team to help drive towards victory. And so a good coach should be excellent at helping people to identify those and for your case in particular, you had that genius of tenacity, and now that you see that, you can really channel that, and it makes you more productive in your endeavors. And so, yeah, good coaches should be able to help with that. Well, and going alongside of that, a good coach might be able to tell you, "Hey, let others do the other jobs that they're great at as well, and allow you to see where you can you can learn from somebody else." Yeah. And you know, one thing I love about the working genius is it talks about you've got a competency, but that's not the same as your genius. And sometimes we're good at things that aren't the things we're great at. And yeah, a good coach, to your point, can say, hey, focus on what you're great at. This thing that you're good at, that you're holding on, you need to let that one go. Let somebody who's great at it, then you're going to be extra great together because right. you're both doing what you excel at. And it's not going to drain you of all of your energy so that you can pursue what you need to pursue. Because if you're just good at something and it doesn't refuel you, then don't waste all your time and energy on that. But you may not be able to see that um, without a coach. Absolutely. Well, one of the other things I wanted to mention about coaches that I think is just really great at our ability if a coach is operating in a, in a productive way is they can take what's on the inside and really help to bring it out into real life. You know, in this three-part series, we talked about how to improve. 
And really that first step of improvement is something that anyone can take individually on their own, which is just go out and start getting content. Right. They can go out and make the decision today that I'm going to put good content in. The second one requires a little bit more work, but they can go out and start building a community uh, on uh, around them that will help reinforce the values that are important, keep them on mission, uh, re-energize them. And so it requires a little bit more work. But this third one, both of those two things were dealing with the head and with the heart and with the emotions and the inside. But what a coach does, it takes all of that other progress that you're making and it helps to bring it out into the real world. How does this come out in your performance? How does right. it come out in the way that you're actually acting and what you're doing and what you're accomplishing? And that's why we say it's the hands part. Yes. So, so how does the Improver Network serve improvers in this area? Yeah, so uh, the me as a coach example, and we have other coaches that are a part of our network, we will come alongside our improvers and we'll help them to identify those strengths. We'll help them to you know, see what their talents are and really recognize their true potential in it. We're going to come alongside them in real time as they're trying to accomplish certain things. And we're going to say, hey, the reason you didn't accomplish that at the level you want to accomplish because mm-hmm. you made this error, we're going to help highlight those blind spots. We're going to do it in a systematic way. We're also going to be able to take tried and true programs and tried and true principles of how to make anyone better and how to improve any situation. And we can walk alongside with people. So we do that through group coaching at the Improver Network, where we jump on calls, we share goals, and we give input. Uh, We also do it through one-on-one coaching. So that's some of what we do. We do it through book clubs. So Mm -hmm. part of our coaching is is we read books together, and then we uh, discuss those and apply it. We do it through special workshops. Some of these are online. Some of these are in person. But we really give people uh, the information they need. But a workshop is not just about information. That would be a seminar or a presentation. The workshop is about taking that information and working on it and doing something. And so the coach, we're able to come along and help our members uh, to do that. So I'd say those are some of the biggest areas is our events, you know, our online group coaching and our one-on-one coaching uh, evaluation. We also provide resources on our coaching level. This is our flock level of membership. And some of those resources only include books and extra content. It also includes the full focus planner by Michael Hyatt. And so a coach is going to say, hey, let's use this planner to help you with your goals. And then we're going to make sure that your daily and weekly actions are lining up with what you're trying to accomplish in your goals. So really, I think the Improver Network is an all-in-one solution, especially if you can go up to that flock level and join us. You're going to be getting content, you're going to be getting community, and you're going to be getting coaching that is going to help you to be the best version of yourself. Right. And I just wanted to say, you know, we we kind of think about, well, what if I just don't do it? What if I just ignore this and don't do it? And I I would say I've never heard anybody say, I'm so glad I, I never, I, I'm so glad I didn't hire a coach um, before now. What I have heard is I wish I would have done this sooner. So the sooner you can do it, the better in having a coach alongside you to be organized and intentional. And I just wanted to point out too that some people this full focus planner, you know, you're you're writing down your goals. You're also hearing the voice of a coach. You're also visually seeing where you can go. So we're hitting all the areas of learning and all the different ways that somebody can improve. Yeah. And when you think about learning on a simplest form, I think it's a three-step process. It's exposure, then it's understanding, and then it's application. And really, if you look at our head, heart, hands approach, the head is just the exposure part of learning. The community really helps you to bring it into a true understanding. It becomes a part of who you are emotionally. But a coach comes alongside and really helps you to apply it. It is the application 
uh, piece to it. I know one of the coaches that has poured into my life is Brian Flanagan. Brian Flanagan was really good friends with Zig Ziglar when Zig was still alive. And Brian has uh, encouraged me in a lot of different ways. He's got some really uh, great uh, writings out there, including a book about sales. But when I met with him, as I was thinking about launching this network, I was sharing some struggles uh, emotionally that I was having. But one of the things he just called out to me is he said, Justin, you know, you feel like you're being selfless by holding this in because uh, you want to wait till it's perfect. And that would be the more generous thing to do is to wait till it's perfected. But he said, you've got things right now that people need and you can share it. And you're actually being selfish. You're being greedy by holding this stuff in and not sharing it with the world. And it was such an encouragement to me. And that's something that I've read books and you know I've been right. around people, but no one looked into my exact situation and said, right now in this moment, you're being greedy and the selfless thing to do is to put yourself out there. Be willing right. to make a mistake. Be willing to embarrass yourself. Be willing to try and fail. But you got to get out there and start giving today. And that was such an encouragement. And from that point forward, it was like, man, let's just start uh, start putting things in action. And right. so that's the power of a coach yep, is their like ability the to speak life into your situation and help you to apply what's in your mind and in your heart. They'll bring it out and help you to actually act on it. Yeah, so Justin, where can we go to find out more, and how do we how do we get connected with you? Yeah, for sure. So uh, if you want to go check me out on my coaching side, you can go to improver.coach. It'll show you some of the certifications that I have, some of the programs that I offer. But we would really encourage you to also just join us as an Improver Network member, and you're going to get a lot of those things just built into the membership. That's awesome. And so Improver.network, www.improver.network, you can go on there and see the different levels of membership. Right now, we're in our founding members launch phase, and so we're actually putting memberships at 75% off just to encourage people, Sign jump on now. now. This is a lifetime uh, discount, so if you get in now, uh, as long as we're doing this thing, you're going to be locked in at that lower rate, uh, but we only have a certain amount of memberships at each of those levels, and then they're going to go to 50% off, then 25% off, then regular price, so it'll never be this low again, so really want to encourage you to go jump on, and we would love to welcome you into the flock especially if you're a believer and you're saying, you know what, I'm trying to balance my personal life and my productive life. You know, I'm trying to get my focus in order. I'm trying to balance things and I'm just really struggling. And I would like someone like-minded to come along with me, provide content, provide community and provide coaching. Then you're the right fit for us. And we would love to have you become a part of the Improver Network. So this wraps up our three-part series uh, on improvement. Uh, even if you don't become a member, I hope that you will take these three areas of you know, en- enlightening and educating the mind, really encouraging the spirit and the heart, and going on and getting some type of coach that can help uh, to equip you to be your best. Those three things are important for your journey of improvement, and we hope that you will stay good and keep getting better. Until next time. See ya. See ya. Thank you for listening to this production of the Improver Network podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can catch future episodes. For more information about the Improver Network, visit us online at improver.network. That's www.improver.network. And connect with us on social. Until next time, keep getting better.